Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are but a humble podcast and enjoys talking about movies not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie, and now... You want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And as per usual, I'm joined by my best good buddies, so let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the man, the myth, the legend. It is Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? It was. Yeah. I Did you go anywhere? Uh, no, I stayed stayed in the city. I usually leave my family travels for Christmas, uh, okay. but me and my friends we always do friendsgiving on Thanksgiving. And I tried something new this year. Hmm. I'm usually the pumpkin pie person, but mm-hmm. since my friends are all nerds, uh, we actually I made pumpkin pasties straight from the trolley from <laughs> Harry Potter, and they were delicious. <laughs> They went over well, and it was my first time making them. They're messy, because mm-hmm. it's basically making, like, a pumpkin pie empanada. So, like, okay. so getting the filling in is all, it, it's messy, but they turned out well, and I'm super proud of myself. Nice. Nice. Steven, did you go anywhere? Uh, sort of. We, uh, we visited my parents. Okay. And then we had to accommodate Anna's work schedule. She was working... Literally the day before and the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, so wow. we couldn't really go very far. Right, right. And see many people. But you got to in, enjoy, you know, each other's company and, you know. Yes, that's, yes. That's what is important. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about you, Marcus? Indubitably. <laughs> What's that? What about you? I just went to my parents um, just up the street uh, I didn't really go anywhere just because um, yeah, this this these past couple of weeks have been like just really tough and exhausting. Right. Um, so it's just like I was like, you know what? I just want to relax and not see any kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did look for a, I did. I have been looking for a townhouse, though. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Fancy. I was telling Stephen earlier today. That um, because I have so many couple friends with kids, I am actually looking for a three-bedroom townhouse. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I can have like, uh, I can put like a, uh, you know, another queen-size bed. I can make a proper guest room. uh, And then I can have like a futon in my office. Yeah. And um, so that like, you know, the kid can stay there or whatever. Because I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And I don't. I don't personally get a chance to see them, but I know that their parents have like vacations yeah. um, because they don't teach the children of America. Um, so <laughs> They have so, well-paying jobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's nice that, uh, you know, like I could potentially have, you know, a little place that I could play Uncle Marcus and then be like, all right, well, go, go, go. <laughs> I love them all, but the the thought of like, actually taking care of them scares me so i leave that to you know my friends with more capable hands <laughs> <laughs> uh, go marcus go 
But then when you guys visit, you guys can have, uh, everyone can have their own room. Ooh. Yeah. That, yeah well, that'll be. The next time we have a live show. The next time we have a live show. Which I, uh, every time I go to Adventure, they always ask when we're coming back. Really? They always ask, they're like, hey, when are you guys coming back? Yeah. Hey, I mean, we must have done something right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think people, I think people enjoyed it. You know, yeah. um, especially like as we as we got more comfortable, and you know, they got more comfortable. So yeah, you know, we, you know, what I really want to do one day, I want to do a music, not a music festival, a movie festival. Ooh. Yeah, like I want to do like a popcorn prattle like hosted uh, movie festival. And um, I keep thinking, I keep thinking, you know who I want to ask? Our friends at Savage Tech. Oh, yeah. To see if they want to partner up on it. Hey, they are killing it right now. Maybe we can get this together and it can be the premiere of Mountain of the Gods. <gasps> mm, it is sci-fi. There's a little fear in it. Uh, there would be no fear in that. No, no. But don't put the pressure on me. I got to take my time with the. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think this is far enough away not to put pressure because we know, like, folks if you, of right, you who right. don't know, Steven is a filmmaker. He's been working on an animated, um, an animated film that both uh, Marcus and I have lent our voices to. And animation is super hard and it takes a lot of heart and a lot of uh, hard work. Don't pressure the man. But also, and he's doing Steven, it by can himself. we make this happen? <laughs> it, it it will it, it will definitely be awesome yeah it will happen i throw my vote in yay so bruno we're calling you out make it make it so <laughs> he's he's they're really busy like all three of them i i just love that we caught them we 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 were there at the beginning mm-hmm. you know we are the ogs of of savage savage tech um <laughs> sorry joel savage here <laughs> i will never forget that it's so much fun every time he did that oh my gosh um <laughs> audience we have an exciting show for you tonight uh it's it's there's so much we actually waited um we actually waited to talk about some of these because trailers were coming out um on by like on Sunday, uh, we were wanted to see like a crap ton of movies, uh, and so we are going to get a chance to actually talk to you about them. Uh, we're going to go over like No Time to Die, Mulan, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which just we're dropped talking about, like yes. a few hours ago. We're talking Ford versus Ferrari, Twenty One Bridges, Knives Out, Frozen Two. This is a very like cool mix-up of movies that I feel like we are, you know, if there's a movie here for everybody, I feel. Every mm-hmm. type of fan. Um, which is great, because that's that's what we're all about here. Um, and speaking of what we're all about here, if you listen to this podcast and you find that you really, really, really enjoy what we're putting down, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to go to your A-L-E-X-A's. I want you to go on to Spotify. I want you to go on to iTunes, go on to Stitcher, go on to iHeartRadio, go to every place that you can download a podcast. And I want you to go ahead, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, download us, download, hey, 
hey, download all our past episodes uh, because Popcorn Prattle is indeed the film talk po- talk podcast to listen to. Um, and we have a lot a of fun here because we like reading reviews on the show. Indeed, indeed. You know, um, I it's it's nice because it lets us know like what we what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, um, and it also helps us out as far as like letting other people know. So leave us those reviews, help give us that five star. Help you. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Going full Jerry Maguire here. <laughs> help me to help you. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless. All right, guys. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm Are you ready, ready Lindley? I'm ready. Wait, hold on one sec. Okay, now I'm ready. Oh, jeez. I, I really don't want to ask what he was doing. Um, guys, let's prattle. Uh, so... Lindley. Yes. Uh, how about that there Mandalorian? The ma- this is the way. Oh my. Hey. This is no. the way. Lindley. Yeah. I've spoken. That's really I love good. it so much. It's so good. I, I, this, this is what, this is what I wanted from the Star Wars universe from uh-huh. the start. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, it's so I good. wanted I, I I like the concept of the Jedi, but I love that there's not, you know, like this. It's it's fresh. It's new. Like, we've mm-hmm. done the whole Jedi spiel a thousand times, but getting into yes. the world of Mandalorians, of bounty hunters, it's something fresh. We're learning new things. And there's Baby Yoda. Dear Lord, the amount of Baby Yoda, people who don't even watch The Mandalorian is just spamming my Facebook, which I'm so glad that my Facebook is now spammed with Baby Yoda and not politics. It's so refreshing. Give it time. <laughs> Give Let me it time, have Lily. this, Marcus. Let me have this. Let me have Baby Yoda. I'm just I'm just letting you know, don't don't get too comfortable with that. <laughs> I, you know, I was not a, I was not on board with Baby Yoda and, and that, you know, call me a hipster about it. No, no, no. Let me explain. Okay. I, and you can call me a hipster about it, but I just hated, you know, I was like, oh, Baby Yoda. Oh, it's like Baby Groot all over again. But then, <laughs> then episode three, no, the last, the episode five happened and Baby Yoda is touching, he keeps touching the buttons. And I just sat there. And I'm like, I was like, you son of a bee. Have you I'm seen? Like, have you don't... seen the videos of people just putting in random songs? Like he's touching the radio. I have. I and have. It's the last time he touches it. He goes in so slow. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think the best one I've seen is. And I'm sorry, we don't have the rights for this, but he touches the button and all of a sudden you hear, everybody get up, it's time to slay now. It's the best one. I, I, also, I also really like, what I like about this, you know, speaking of that particular moment, I like that there is a nice mixture of drama as well as comedy in this. Uh, yes. That it's not, it's not this deep, dark, brooding show but also it's not like a hundred it's not like 
you know, the critiques you get from like a Marvel movie, you know what yeah. I mean? Like people always comment like Marvel movies are too funny um, or they're too comedic. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like there's this nice balance between between the two and it and it is working Agreed. so much. But I don't think it goes without its faults, too. I think by by the time this goes up, we're on episode five. Yeah. Of Mandalorian. And episode four was pretty good. Like, it, you get to see, you know, a, a side of the Mandalorian, him seeing a world he's never experienced before, and the mm. temptation to leave what he knows, but ultimately him not having a choice in the matter. But this this past episode, I feel, my, it's not bad, but it's probably my least favorite. I, I'm going to have to disagree. Really? This... This felt like a very classic uh, Samurai Jack episode where there would be episodes of Samurai Jack where Jack would go out, he would, like, you knew that he was still trying to fight Aku. And for those of you who don't know, Samurai Jack was a cartoon about a samurai who got flung through the future. Right. He... Just in case you've been living under a rock. (laughs) Right. In case you weren't... A kid in, like, the 90s, early 2000s. Right, right, right. So I I love I loved this. I love this particular episode because he does kind of go on this, like, side mission, essentially. Yeah, and I'm not upset about the side missions. No, no, no. I mean, like, he goes on this side mission, and yet it has nothing to do with, you know, what is, you know, the, the I guess, like, the main story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's last year Bender does that, right? But I, 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 I like that it was you gave me like a break from the main story. Mm-hmm. That was that was for me. That's why I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, why did you? Why did you not enjoy it? I don't know. I feel like when you were you were talking earlier about there being that perfect balance of darkness and humor. I feel Mm -hmm. like this episode was leaning a little bit more on the humor side, and it might be because of Amy Sedarius who was in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And as my friend, as my (laughs) friend. Amy Sedaris? Sedaris, sorry, sorry. Amy Sedaris. No, 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 that's awesome. I didn't realize she was Yeah, she's the um, mechanic uh, he goes to. Mm -hmm. And then as my friend lovingly puts him, the discount Shia LaBeouf, Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, sorry. That was me sipping tea. Um, I feel like this was the first episode where it did have a kind of tonal disjointedness. Uh, but it it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't hate it. But this is the first episode. Okay. It's like, meh, that was okay. Well, I mean, it, it might it might assist you in, like, in knowing this. This is the first episode not written by Jon Favreau. That makes so much sense. Yeah, this was the first episode not directed by him. The next episode is also not uh, written by him. Uh, and he doesn't seem to be... He's writing two. He's writing two. He's writing the last two episodes. Okay. Taika Waititi is, direct, is directing the last episode. <gasps> oh, that's going to be so good. Uh, also, did you know who directed Chapter 4? Did you see who directed Bryce Dallas Howard. I was shocked it kind of made sense to me after watching it mm. but it's good 
I I I especially I especially loved um I'm trying to I'm trying to find her name. There she is, Gina Carano. Um she she played the uh the shock trooper, the the ex shock trooper. I want more of her. Where please she, tell me she's coming back. I I'm not sure. I mean, pump the brakes a little bit. Gina Carano is she's wonderful and she has gotten better. Um but she is a former MMA fighter. Yeah. And she kind of she was like Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey. And but I I felt like this was the first time I've ever watched her in a in a in a show or a movie and i was like gina you you belong here you know like she was it was very clear like she was completely comfortable here and i and i think that that is only only because of bryce dallas howard okay like i i would i would love to see i would love to see gina in another thing to to confirm that um, but I really do feel like this was all, this was 100% Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, like helped her feel comfortable on screen. And yeah, and ended up having a really cool part. Yep. You know, but I also liked, I also like the fact that these cameos, because like Taika Watiti was in the first episode. Um, Bryce Dallas, uh, sorry, uh, Gina Carano was in uh, episode four. Um Oh my gosh, Ming uh, Ming Na Wen was in the last episode, and I love that there are just these cameos that they have. Yeah, and it's like it's not about it's not about you guys. It is this is a this is a, this it's is the Mandalorian. Mando. Yeah, it's about Mando and Baby Yoda, and the fact that you know, like we know, we know what. Um, oh my god, names are are pulling a blank. Uh, uh, Mando, Mando's actual name, Lindley. Oh shoot! Why is this? Oh my! Uh, yes, Pe- uh, Pedro uh, Pascal. Oh, I thought you meant like his character name. I'm like, what? no, no, no. I mean, like, no, it's like his actual name. <laughs> um, but like, we know what he looks like, and yet I, I forget. I, I honestly do lose myself in the character, and I just think, yeah, ah, I, I love the show. I can't say enough nice things. I about mean, it. that man is so handsome. It's a shame that they have to hide his face. But and again, I think I said this last episode. You don't need to see his face in order to get the emotions he's putting out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so brilliant about uh, what they've done with the character. Um, this- Mar- Stephen, did you see the last episode? I see. I have only had a chance to see the first one because uh, we've been binge watching The Crown. Ooh, instead. I mean, not complaining about Which, that. That's a great way, show. It is a great show. <laughs> um, season three dropped recently, and it's actually really good. Um, and uh, so we started over from the beginning, and uh, I, I just really like that show a lot because it's like it has drama. But it's not like soapy drama. It's, it's not melodramatic. It's yeah. It's like it's rooted in actual events. Yeah. Now I know, granted, they take artistic licensing, but it's really well acted. The production qualities are great, and it's just it's yeah. It's just a really great show. Because I um, I wanted so to once we finish that, we're gonna jump on the Mandalorian. Good. I think because I, I wanted to preface what I was about to ask. I didn't want because I know you said you didn't know that Amy was in the last episode. I mean, it's not a spoiler or, any, or anything, but I did want to preface this without spoiling anything. Um, 
at, at the end of the last episode, you see someone's legs. We don't know who it is. But Mar- do, does anyone have any theories about who that could be? I I do. I'm gonna hold it though. Okay. Because and and I wanna because I wanna I wanna say this and then and I think we should continue on. Um, I think that what is what is happening with the Mandalorian is going to lead very nicely into a moment in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. I I think that there's something in the Mandalorian that we're supposed to see that will either be like, it'll just be a cool Easter egg, or it's going to be something important in Rise of Skywalker. What that is, I'm not quite sure. Part of me feels like either those legs are the legs of the big bad of the series. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, or like the first, you know, the first big bad, I guess, in this in this first story arc. Um, or he has some sort of connection to Rise of Skywalker. I, I think it came out that there's something in, in one of the upcoming episodes, I think. I think the one that premieres like the week of Rise of Skywalker, there's supposed to be like a something like something that connects it or like a sneak preview of rise of skywalker so but but we'll just have to see i think it's i mean i was telling i was telling my students i think it's a i think it's a wonderful marketing tool um and we'll and i'm sure we'll talk about it again because uh we also we forgot to add black widow onto the oh shoot you're right yeah so that is that is now on the board (laughs) uh but we'll 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 talk about that because i also have another theory about um how they can use Disney Plus into Black Widow, mm-hmm. um, but let's talk about these these trailers, guys, because there's a lot of them. Um, so many I'm ex- trailers. I'm so excited for for each and every one of these things. Um, I don't know if I'll watch everything. I watch most of them, um, but we'll 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 get into it. So the first trailer we're gonna talk about, guys, is No Time to Die, which is Daniel Craig's last outing as James Bond. Wasn't Spectre supposed to be his last outing? It was it was rumored to be his last outing. Okay. And I think he was waiting to see if there was like a good enough story and if it wasn't good enough he was going to be like, "All right, I'm done." Mhm. Um but I I got to say I was getting some major Skyfall vibes from this. Which I'm so okay with cuz Skyfall was Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here drinking out of my Q mug. <laughs> my friends got it for me for Christmas one year. It's the Scrabble Q mug that he has mm-hmm. in Skyfall because nice. he was my baby, and I'm so excited he's back <laughs> in this movie. I um I was I I love that uh I love that it it number one it it really does pick up right after Spectre, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time. I like that it's it almost feels like it is bond this it's it's a new energy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I felt like they I felt like in Spectre they didn't really know what to do, especially when if you remember that same year, uh Mission Impossible was coming out with Rogue Nation. Yeah. Which essentially was Spectre. Um and Rogue Nation was fantastic. 
It was so, so flipping good. Um, it kind of sucks that um, Fallout came out before this movie because there definitely are shades of of Fallout because you have James having to talk, having to Hannibal Lecter uh, <laughs> figure out how to how to defeat the new big bad by going to Ernst Blowfield. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, also, all right. Guys, the Phantom of the Opera looks so good. Girl, when I heard that my boy, my boy, and I'm, I know I'm saying his name wrong, but you all know who I'm talking about, but Rami Malek. Rami Malek. I, when I saw, when I heard that he was playing the big bad, I was like, done. That's, yes, that is, that is perfect. <laughs> but then to see him in this as like a, he, he I mean, he looks like a typical Bond villain. But it, there's a new energy to it. Like, you just know that he's going to put his all into it. Um, have you guys been watching, uh, and this might be a dumb question, have you guys been watching Mr. Robot? No, I never got into it. Oh, my Pretty gosh. Good. This last, hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. This, this <laughs> last, this last uh, uh, season, which is, it's the final season. Yeah. Um, a couple of episodes ago, they finally solved this big mystery. And... I, the only show that has ever made me fully, like, cry is This Is Us. And when I say, like, when this reveal happened, I, like, he, he teared up, and then I started tearing up. <laughs> and I was like, how, why are you so good? <laughs> why are you so good at what you do? And I just feel like he, he is going to elevate this much like uh uh um god why are names escaping me tonight uh 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 Silva's hear. Silva's character um the character of Silva Javier Bardem Scott thank you Javier Bardem he really elevated that movie Oh he's so good He was fantastic and yes Daniel Craig is a very I I actually I think he might be my favorite Bond, um, but he was playing second fiddle to Javier Bardem yeah. the entire time. Javier, that was his movie. Yeah, I <laughs> that was his like movie, and that was Dame Judi Dench's. From what I see, oh yeah, that was that was M's movie all the way. Yeah, I feel like this movie is because it is going to be his last. From what we've seen in the trailer, this is going to be his time to shine. It's going to be mm. him and Rami Malek just going at it at the actor front. I'm so excited. I agree with you. He's probably, he's had some misses, like Quantum of, we don't talk about Quantum of Solace, but like Casino Royale, Skyfall, mm. there are moments in Spectre. There are. Um, And he's just, I, I'm, I'm also a sucker for Timothy Dalton just because I, I love Timothy Dalton for many reasons, mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. might be, he, he, Craig is a great Bond and mm. it's going to be sad seeing when his time is over, but I have loved seeing just how many people are speculating who the new Bond is. Did you see uh, Rotten Tomatoes put out a poll about who's going to be the next Bond? No. You'll guess who? Is number one on the list. Uh, who? Probably not Idris Elba. He's number two. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Who's number one? Sam oh, Ewing. Oh my God. Is it? It's Sam Hewen. The last time I checked. <laughs> the last time I checked. And the numbers are startling about this. And it might just because there are, you know, Outlander fans out there who are very dedicated. Uh-huh. The last time I took a screenshot, Idris Elba had 1.7 mil, uh, excuse me, 1.7 thousand votes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sam Hewen had 4.3 thousand. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, 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 I would like to see... I'd be happy with either one of those choices, to be quite honest with you. I would, too. Um, I like, I feel like seeing, they... Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing... A, he. This guy's also on the list. Um, a guy named Adrian Turner. He was... Mm-hmm. I think he was Keeley in the Hobbit movies, but he's also in a show called Dark. Okay. And he's got that kind of brooding Bond look, but can also pull off action star. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing him as Bond as well. But my top two... I mean, it's Idris and Sam. Yeah. They both... I, and the thing is, it's like, I feel like they they would kind of play Bond a bit similar. Because they both have this, like, this, like, great build where mm-hmm. they could definitely handle those fight scenes. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're both really charismatic and really charming. Like, they, they are the gentleman spy. Yeah. You, you know? You know what I've also seen rumored? Hmm. And I don't know if this is going to happen. I mean, it would be really cool if it did. Hmm. But considering the brand and how the someone in charge of Bond shut down Idris Elba, hmm. the I, I her name is escaping me. She's in the trailer, and James Bond is like, "You're a double O now." Oh, Lashana Lynch. People are speculating that that double O could turn into a double O seven. Again, I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's an interesting thought. I would be all about that mm-hmm. for the simple fact that it would make the neck beard so angry. Oh. And I would just love it. I would, it would be, be like, we're be all so going much, to see it. <laughs> it would be so much worse than when Jodie Whittaker became the doctor. <laughs> like, the doctor can't be a girl. Doctor can be anything. Doctor can be anyone they want to be. They're a Time Lord alien, you dummies. No! Oh, did you guys hear about Watchmen? The Neckbeards got angry again. Why? Don't spoil anything. I haven't started Watchmen yet. I I haven't either, but I've been... I hate myself that I haven't. I've been keeping up with it, and... um, Doctor Man, I don't, I won't say who it is. Well, I don't know, I don't know the character, so it's not spoiling anything. But apparently, Doctor Manhattan is a black dude. Well, now I know Doctor Manhattan's no. back. He was always back. He was on Mars. Well, that, but <laughs> he was never gone. <laughs> and he's in the trailer. <laughs> I and but the neck beards were furious. It's like he's. Do they have any like spare time? No, they or, just or, sit. Or, like he's blue. Like, what? What does it matter? Doctor Manhattan is blue. <laughs> no, he's he is a straight white man. 
Because everything has to be a straight white man. Yes! Oh, <laughs> oh man. To have so much spare time on your hands. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I wonder what that's oh, oh, like. Beards. Star Wars is starring a girl. <laughs> we know. Oh. <laughs> and that black guy is still there. <laughs> and then they put an Asian <laughs> woman there. They betrayed Luke. <laughs> oh. This is giving me anxiety, guys. These neck beards, man. The I beards. Let's not. You know what? Let's make. Let's make the neck beards even angrier. Let's talk about Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see the trailer, but I just wanted to. Let's let's have a long one hour conversation about it's, Mulan. Okay, you know what? Uh, I'm usually one who's very much, you know, um, how did I put it earlier? In an yeah. Email? Let me let me read it. Let me read it to you. I I had a topic idea about Aladdin, and it was quickly shut down. Which was really Stevenson, just your excuse to talk about Jafar. No, I wanted to talk about Mina Masood, who was not hot Jafar. But Stephen says, and I quote, I refuse to sponsor the Disney Industrial Remake Complex. You may never have gotten on the train, but I'm still on the train. What? The hot Jafar train. That was Lindley a few con- episodes back. Look Lindley it context. up. Context. Context, Lindley. God. <laughs> well, anyways, having said that, uh, the Mulan trailer was actually decent. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any Mushu or Cricket or Horse. Yeah, I think they That's the sheep. They're not going to do Dishonor it, Dishonor right? on your cow. Yeah, they've already announced they're not doing Mushu. And it's not going to be a musical. Mm-hmm. Which... Which... So maybe it has a shot. Well, maybe... I mean, I feel like, again, we talked about, on the literally in the last episode, we talked about how Lady and the Tramp is actually one of those few really good uh, Disney remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindley really, well, not even just Lindley, but a lot of people really enjoy Aladdin. Um, some people enjoy Beauty and the Beast, um, or at least parts of it. So, I mean, they, they, they are able to to make these remakes something but i do think you know i do think you're right that there is like this there's this chance slight increase just because it's not a beat for beat remake which but then but then again that's what everyone complains about with this room is like oh if i want to watch if i want to watch beating the beast i'll just watch the animated uh version Sorry, this is my version of a neckbeard. And so, but now that, as much as it does pain me that they are taking the music out of it, um, at least it's it's something new. It's a new take on it. It's something fresh. Mm. It's something original. I love the the witch character they're adding into this. 
Mm-hmm. And it just looks really Yeah, that surprised cool. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it but it's also going to be interesting to see how this movie fares because of uh, and I won't go too into this, but just for political reasons. Right. Yeah. It's I know what you're talking about. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the movie does, but it looks like it does care about the culture. It feels like with some of the martial arts that I've done, it reminds me a lot of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Ooh. Cause like they have there's one scene where like you see the I don't think they're the Huns. Are they the Huns in this version? Whoever the antagonist army is, they're like... I think he called himself it, yeah. They're like running up the walls, and I was like, oh, this is... Whew! It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks so well shot. Yeah. It's gonna be cinematic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think more so than any of these remakes that have come before it, it's gonna be a true piece of cinema. Yeah. Whether the story and the acting holds up, Mm-hmm. We'll see. I did like the the that throwback though. They're not going to have the music, but one of the characters says, "I'm going to make men out of all of you." And I was like, "Hey, <laughs> let's get down to business." <laughs> but like the way he said it, it wasn't like he then looked at the camera and winked. True. It felt like a natural piece of dialogue. And they are. And I know that can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they are going to have the music within the score because the yes. whole trailer is scored with a orchestral version of reflection. Mm-hmm. And I like that's fine. I'm so okay with that. It's like in Beauty and the Beast, they didn't incorporate at least narratively into the movie the songs from Broadway, but mm-hmm. in the score you can hear home from the Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast. Like when she's in her, seeing her room for the first time, you hear it in the music. It's just not being sung. So if mm-hmm. that's if that's how they incorporate the music, yeah. I think that's fitting. Especially okay. for what this movie's going to be. Right, right. Hmm. Well, I'm intrigued nonetheless. <laughs> uh, so, switching gears a little bit uh, into some comic book news. Uh, have you guys checked out the trailers for Crisis on Infinite Earths? I have not. I I have got to say, this this has got to be the most interesting thing I've ever seen. And like, to the point that there's a lot of people online that I've noticed who are like, I've never watched the Arrowverse like shows. I want to now watch them because of this trailer. Because uh, they, and they've done this before um, in the Arrowverse where they have like the team ups because um, I don't know if you guys are aware. So in this, in the Arrowverse, all those shows are on different Earths. Mm-hmm. They're not like, like I think Arrow, like the Green Arrow and Flash are in the same Earth, but like Supergirl is in like a completely separate universe. Um, Black Lightning is in a completely separate universe. Um, and then they just like occasionally they're like, oh, we need to team up against the bad guy, and they'll team up, and then they'll go back to their separate Earths. In this particular story arc, however, all of the Earths 
are being destroyed by the Anti-Monitor. And they bring in everybody, including some surprising faces like Brandon Routh as Superman. And Tom Welling, too, right? And Tom Welling yeah. as Superman. And it's the and it's the Superman from Smallville. And, or in the Superman from Superman Returns. And the best Batman. And the and the and the best Batman. <laughs> yes. Um like they I'm looking at the cast list right now, um, just to see like all the all the extra people. And I I've got to say, this is what um, the movie should have done. Oh, the movies. The movie should have been building to this. This should have been the team up movie. Mm-hmm. As opposed, because this, because I and I think I said like years ago, I was like, DC has that in their back pocket. They have something that Marvel cannot do. And now that Marvel has now found success with Into the Spider Verse. Now they are going to probably do it. But up until then, I was like, DC, you have this trump card. Just use it. Um, But while it's not on the big screen, it is fun that it's on the small screen. And I don't know. I think I might have to give it a shot. I hear hear tell that Arrow and the Flash are good. Mm -hmm. Supergirl is hit or miss. And Batwoman is atrocious. Oof. Yeah. She's bat The only thing I've really heard from Batwoman is how good mm-hmm. the villain is. I have heard that, yes. But other than that, I just, I I don't hear much about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my friend, she was telling me that Batwoman, just like every five seconds, she has to mention her, her sexuality. Oh, and, is it? And she was like, why doesn't she just, you know, be great? <laughs> and like, why? Oh. It's, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's like when I was talking about Raising Dion when they had their, like, very special episode about racism. It's like, yeah, we get it. He's black. He has to deal with yeah. racism. Like, we don't have, have to have an episode about it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be mentioned. It doesn't have to be highlighted. Yeah. He's more, you know, he's more than just a black kid. Like, there's more to the character than just. Hey, look at this. Look at her sexuality. Aren't we progressive? Mm, Are you, though? (laughs) Look at us. (laughs) Look how good we did. We're so woke. Yes. (laughs) We're so woke. Please buy our merch. Oh, my gosh. Larry, no one's going to buy our merch if you keep highlighting. Yeah, but my daughter, my daughter says that she'd buy the merch. Your daughter's going to buy the merch anyway, Larry. But speaking speaking of that was a wonderful wonderful segue into into this about hey look at us we're so woke because the next two movies I feel do not do that oh Black Widow mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four I never got the sense that it was look at us we have a female superhero. It was just two badass women yeah. who had their own issues and 
what was nice was neither one of them, and, and okay, one can argue about Wonder Woman, but really, uh, not so much. Neither one of them is, like, really focused on a man. It's great. Like, yeah, Steve, Steve is back, but doggone it, we all wanted Steve to come back. Okay? <laughs> Let it go. True. Be happy. <laughs> He's got a fanny pack now. It's fine. That that that's a trash can. Oh oh. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was the only thing I was wondering. Was like, how the hell is Steve back? I'm glad they didn't reveal it. I am too. I, I am too. But I mean, it's like it's intriguing. Yeah. And I think everyone knew he was coming back. It's not like that needed to be saved from the trailer. But I do like how they're like not explaining it. You got to go see the movie. I think that might be why they're putting it in the decade it's in. So they can say like it's out of time from the rest of these movies. Like this happened before Man of Steel. This happened before BVS. So they can be free. It's It's like how... What the first Wonder Woman was, it was out of time from whatever shared universe is happening. And they can do another out of time story with 1984. The problem, the problem, though, is that they've made then they're they're contradicting lines that they've already said. And her whole her whole her whole character arc in Justice League is then wiped away. Because her whole point was that, the whole point was that she was so used to hiding in the shadows that it wasn't until the events of Justice League that she was like, you know what, no, I'm going to embrace being a hero and giving people hope. Well, here's the thing. This is what I'm theorizing now. I'm thinking that... Something is going to happen in this movie that's going to trigger Diana to go, to truly go into hiding. Mm -hmm. And with this whole 1984, um, especially 1984 sounding not so vaguely Orwellian, with the whole Big Brother, maybe Big Brother finds a way to sweep it up under the rug and be like, Wonder Woman, that was never a thing. What are you talking about? It's crazy. It's not a thing. And you, like, you see her, you see the White House in the background, you see her, I think she's fighting in the White House, so Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some government conspiracy stuff going on. So maybe that's how they justify it? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just, I just wish I, I wish I could like kind of just at least a little bit figure out what they are planning just because their movies at the moment are kind of all over the place um, as they kind of regroup. I mean, you have Birds of Prey, which is shortly after Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, which I think initially we even thought that Suicide Squad was going to take place around the same time as Wonder Woman, which would then, you know, then that would really help as far as saying, like, we're just going to forget all the bad movies. <laughs> we're going to start it in the 80s. It's going to be great. And we're going to move on from here. Um, But the fact that you then choose not to go 
to put it in the 80s. You choose to go after your stories. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they do go the route of it's an alternate Earth. Hmm. Which would then, because, you know, they, they have had those rumors where, you know, online, I guess, they've been talking about Michael B. Jordan even being, uh, you know, pegged as the next Superman, potentially. Hmm. Um, which I would think- be... Which I mean, it would be it would be interesting. There has been a black Superman in an in alternate Earth. But it also makes me sad for Henry Cavill because I think Henry Cavill was a good Superman. He's just got really crappy material. Henry Cavill is about to clean up with The Witcher. Okay, <laughs> he ain't he ain't thinking about Superman right now. <laughs> I think he I think he's I think he's burnt by Superman. Like, he, like, got the role of a lifetime and just got terrible Writing. movies. Well, and, and directing. Which is a yeah. shame because I feel like in Justice League, that was the first time we ever got to really see Superman. Also, if I see one more person doing hashtag release the Snyder Cut. But now, like, now Gal Gadot is tweeting release the Snyder Cut. Ben Affleck is... Re- tweeting release the Snyder cut it's not gonna happen I think they're just tired <laughs> I think they're just tired of like of hearing about it like you just show everybody so that they can either Zach like Snyder's it or not, hate it he's going on a rampage well no of course Zack Snyder, Zach Snyder's not he's an idiot who, who doesn't know who didn't know how to handle those characters <laughs> I, you know, I have to agree, Lindley. Like, I don't understand why people keep saying release the Snyder Cut. It's like, why? R- was was Man of Steel and B- Batman v Superman really the great stepping stones to a great Justice League movie? It's like, all you're going to do is you're going to watch it, and then you're going to be even angrier that he managed to ruin it even more than the version you saw. So it's like, Why? It, 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 it's, I, I better shut up. Well, uh, regardless, they look. DC is going to do whatever they want to do. I'm hoping. I'm hoping though that this is a change. Birds of Prey looks really good. Wonder Woman looks oh excellent. Oh my gosh! I'm so excited for Black Mask. I'm so excited. We're finally getting Black Mask in a movie. It's all I wanted. <laughs> But and you, the fact that Ian McGregor is Black Mask, I just want it to be good. I don't want to be hurt like I was during Suicide Squad. You, you shouldn't have so shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. Why? We're the bad guys. <laughs> don't forget, we're the bad guys. We're bad guys. You can, what we're not we supposed do. to be the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> well. Speaking of which, we have the op- the other side of the comic book movie coin. Uh, we have Black Widow, which has finally released its trailer, yeah. um, which is also set in the past. But this, of course, we know that this timeline actually makes a bit more sense <laughs> than, a bit, yeah, a bit. Than, uh, well, than, than the DCEUs. Um, this was an exciting... Trailer. This was Black Widow, uh, 
circa Iron Man 2. Is that when it takes place? No, it doesn't take, it takes place after Civil War. Like, literally, like, when she, remember when she leaves? That's what this is, that's what the story is about. Oh. Yeah. It's about her getting the red out of her ledger. Finally. I I thought she got the red out of her ledger during Endgame. I thought that was the whole point. No. Of her biting the um, this, this looks, I mean, this really does look like a fantastic spy movie, um, which, you know, is nice, especially because, you know, you are going to have Bond coming out. Um, so people are already going to be in that kind of like that mindset to see another good spy movie. Um, and who, who better to, who better to, to kind of lead this? Than than Black Widow to have her her victory lap after after the events of Endgame. Can I make a confession? Hmm. I I thought the trailer was meh. Really? That see okay, that's how good. I felt. I was kind of like this looks kind of bland. I like. I mean, I get it, you know, Marvel fans and everything. But I was just kind of like, this looks kind of bland. It kind of looks like every like other movie. It feels like this movie, movie should have happened there. like a couple years ago. And that, and that is the thing. Mm-hmm. Why is it coming out now? Yeah, the, I think that's why I'm like, I'm glad it's happening. I'm so glad we're finally getting a Black Widow movie. But why is this happening when we already know the character? No, 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 is no, 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 no. You misunderstood mm-hmm. me. Why did you? Marvel does nothing by accident. Oh, and they've don't been ta- do this. And they've been talking don't about a Black Widow movie. This. Hold on a second. They've been talking about a Black Widow movie for years and it kept getting pushed back and kevin never he he never puts out a movie without some sort of plan like you think there's not a plan for the eternals like he just like he just ran went into a hat and was like "Mm, mm, i made a a talking tree and a talking raccoon popular maybe i can do that for these these other c-listers uh he has something lined up for Black Widow, and I'm telling you right now, it's got something to do with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. It has some, there's some sort there's of- a connection. Con- yes. And I think, I think I can, I think I figured it out, and it has to do with David Arbor's character. I am so, uh, you, you know what's got me excited about this? Hmm. It's him and Rachel Weisz. That's why I'm going to go see this movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not for... It was Rachel in this. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. She's another Black I Widow. That. I know she was in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. It's a great cast. There's, I mean, there's... It's such a good cast. There's a Who lot of great people. Taskmaster? That, well, on... Have they announced that? On Wikipedia, uh, it does not say... Um, if someone uh-huh. wants to check out IMDb, um, I'm, I'm on it. But uh, that's that's actually the only complaint that I've been hearing online is that uh, Taskmaster does not look like what they envisioned. And it's like, well, 
none of the superheroes really look like their comic book counterparts. Yeah, I was about to say, haven't they all gone like through some like? Well, uh, would you prefer yellow spandex? Design? <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> X Men. I do like, I do like, um, I do like Red Guardians costume though and i love how reminiscent it is of captain america's yeah it's that same it's that like same feel you can tell it's almost like it could be like the identical like identical material uh being used my question though my question would be does he have the super soldier serum hmm that would be my question. Because if he does, I'm calling it right now, that's what that's what Falcon and the Winter Soldier is about. Getting that one last super soldier serum that actually worked. And where is it? So IMDB does not say who is playing Taskmaster. Hmm. Also, Florence Pug is in. It's gonna be a Pew. Florence Pug is blowing up right now. Pew. Pew. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I... She's in. She's in Little Women coming up. She mm-hmm. made a big hit in Midsummer, which I'm still like about. Oh, she was. At, she was in the Outlaw King. I didn't know that was her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta love Florence Pugh. Yeah. I um I again I, and I think that I think that she I wouldn't even be surprised if she ends up showing back up in like another Marvel movie. Like I feel like I, there's just there's just something about this movie in particular. Like at a glance, it seems unnecessary. But that's what makes me think even more. It's like why do you have this here? Why did you choose this movie right now? Because you could have done that. Because you would have, you could have done this movie earlier and then gotten even a bigger emotional response when Black Widow sacrifices herself. Yeah. But you didn't. You chose after she sacrificed herself. When we know, like, okay, well, she's going to live. Yeah. And I don't think that this is an alternate timeline. Because... None of the timelines really got messed up, except for, except for, of course, Loki's. Yeah. Poor well, we're getting a, a movie, so. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, a, a TV show. A TV show about it, right, right. So, ugh, I'm excited. Oh, did you see, speaking of TV shows, uh, Lindley, did you see the uh, production photos from uh, WandaVision? Yes. Oh my gosh, it looks like an episode of Leave it to Beaver and I'm so excited. I, you know what I want to have happen? (laughs) What? When, and, because apparently it's supposed to be like a sitcom. Yeah. I really want at the, at like, season finale right before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. I really want like weird stuff to happen like straight up too many like did you guys ever see too many cooks too many cooks too many oh gosh now i'm gonna have nightmares i want i want that type of nonsense to happen and then yes, dr please. strange shows up and he's like i need your help you're destroying like you're you're messing up reality 
House of M. House of M. House of M. You're already getting it. They they already said. I'm gonna keep chanting it until (laughs) it happens. Okay. (laughs) I'm fine. Even though it's happening. I know. I'm so (laughs) okay. (laughs) But what about Squirrel Girl? Is she? No, actually. No, it sucks. She's in the animated, the Marvel Rising. God damn. Yes. She's in the animated. I don't care. Um, movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Which are on Disney Plus. Give her her real movie. Give her a real movie. I want to see squirrels. Well, go outside. Then go outside. <laughs> I love that we both like when go outside. <laughs> Don't waste our time. Go outside. <laughs> it's free. Nature is free. <laughs> but can those squirrels amass armies? And then take down overlords. You can work on that. I want to see that. Why don't you Depending get, on how much time you have on your hands. Go, well, go, go get started, Stephen. <laughs> you know, get started. You got it, dude. Um, guys, let us let us wrap up this episode by going through this plethora, this treasure trove of movies that we got to see. A very eclectic mix. Uh, now, audience, we are not going to spoil any sort of like major plot points. However, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this, we are a film talk podcast. If you came to this podcast, please be prepared to hear something plot related to whatever movie or TV show that we're talking about, um, because it is hard to talk about a movie and not talk about exactly what you loved about it. Um, you know, because a lot of times we talk in like vague terms and it's like, speak your mind. Don't, don't spoil, <laughs> don't spoil the twist. Like, like Knives Out's ending is, is too good to pass up. Like, we're never going to tell you that, but we will well, tell you like, like about the acting. I feel like we can talk about Frozen because d- the Disney parks have already spoiled it. Oh, well, I don't know anything about Frozen too. I thought you saw it. <laughs> Lindley. Please. Lindley. Marcus I am I am a single black man. Living in America. What would I look like being like one ticket for Frozen 2, please? Come on now. I was trying to subvert stereotypes, but here you are. It's not a stereotype. It's just keeping it real. I'm not going to that. Because next thing you know, everyone's staring at me like, why are you here? I just really like Elsa. Marcus, 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 I think you just need to let it go. you should because everyone likes Elsa. Both of you were talking to me. What was happening? I said that you need to let it go. So Ford versus Ferrari. (laughs) 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 we're starting there okay fine ford versus ferrari i saw it it was really good the end 21 (laughs) bridges no no (laughs) No, I, i posted this on my facebook but i went to the movie to 
Yeah, I wanted to see the movie, but also to support Katrina Balf because she is in the movie. That's and right. And I came out knowing what was going to win Best Sound Editing at the Oscars because, oh my gosh, you felt like you were in the car with these people. Just the way it would, like, it would, like, it would rumble in your seats and, like, just the switching of the, it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. And the story that came along with it was also very good. There were some really likable characters. There there were a couple of a couple of, you know, biopicy tropes, the whole like people they're so dedicated but someone doesn't like another person, so you can't do the thing that you've trained so hard for. And then the other guy going to fight so the person can do the thing that he's worked so hard for. And overall, it was really good. There's really good chemistry between Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Uh, Katrina Balf gets her time to shine. But really, you think that it's going to start off being more of Matt Damon's story, but really it's Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles' story. He's the he's the driver in all this. So for those of you who don't know, the story is about uh, the the Ford Company in the 50s. They're wanting to compete with Ferrari at this big race. And it's a race that goes on for 24 hours straight. Like the cars are driving. They're doing all this stuff for 24 hours. And it's a really rigorous race. And Ferrari wins almost every year. So Ford approaches this uh, one guy, uh, Shelby from Texas, who's played by Matt Damon. Be like, you're the only American who's ever done this race we want you to help us build a car that is going to beat ferrari he's like gonna get my friend on it and they together they build a car to beat ferrari but there's there's a lot more than that it's a lot about the characters and about the ken miles and his family and their you know what they go through and it's just really heartfelt Mm -hmm. It's a really heartfelt, but it's fun, too. There were some moments in this movie where I was laughing harder than I had in a while. Mm-hmm. It's really good. The tension when nice. watching the races, because I went into the movie not knowing the story. Like, not knowing how the race was going to end. And I was, it, it was shocking, like... I was, you know, cheering for them during the victories, you know, and I really felt for them during their losses, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it goes off in a direction you don't think it's going to go to unless you know the history of it. Right. But it was, I highly recommend it. I don't think it's going to take home best picture this year, but there are some really solid performances. The sound editing quality is mwah, love it it's so good i think about maybe 15 30 minutes could have been shaved off of it mm-hmm. as i went to a 6 45 showing and plus you know all the trailers i didn't get out until like 9 30 oh wow so it, it's a you don't feel the length of the movie until like the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was a really fun time i would say I would watch it in the theater just for the experience because you really do feel like you're in the car with these drivers. Right. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed nice. it. If, if you can, go see Ford versus Ferrari. Mm. 
Very cool. I I may have to. I got that. a chance to see uh, my dad hit me up randomly one Sunday morning. He was like, "Hey, you want to go to see Twenty One Bridges?" <laughs> and I wasn't doing anything, so I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he was paying, so why not? Never turned on a free movie ticket, folks. Um, <laughs> I have got to say, guys, this was one of the best crime thrillers I've ever seen. Like, and I did not anticipate it being this good, but I was, I was like on the edge of my seat the entire time. Uh, so 21 Bridges is uh, a Chadwick Boseman film. And in it, he plays Andre Davis and Andre's dad was killed by, um, by these, uh, uh, these looters when he was working a beat as a cop, as a New York city cop. And so he becomes basically like, almost like, like, uh, like dirty Harry. He's like, I will, like, if, if I need to, I will shoot a criminal dead because I'm not going to let him get away because I've seen the other side of this. So you, you go into the movie with like that, um, kind of mindset with him. Um, well, these two criminals, uh, basically they hold up a wine store because they get a tip that there's heroin, uh, in the basement. Well, there's a lot more heroin that is there. And the next thing you know, one thing leads to another and several cops are killed. So Andre has in like a very, it's a very, very, very like uh, B-movie trope. He's like, close the bridges. Which ones? All of them. Shut down Manhattan. (laughs) Because he's like, because they established like early on, like he's really smart. He's a great detective. But they're also like, they're also like, he's also really extreme. So he's like, shut it down. I will find them in like less than six hours. And it just, and then the story just goes from there of you just being on the edge of your seat, wondering like, is he going to find out what happened? Is he going to find out about these two guys? But also the biggest, the bigger mystery is why were there so many, uh, why was there so much, so much product there um, when they, when they went to go steal the drugs? That's like that's like constantly on their mind. They're like something was up, something's wrong. I I highly recommend it for the simple fact that it is only ninety minutes. Really? It says on Wikipedia, it says one hundred and ten minutes. It's it's a it's ninety minutes, and one hundred and ten is with the extra trailers, right? It feel it definitely feels like ninety minutes. You get in there, you get out, and you're like. I'm actually glad I saw that movie. It's it's very good, and and you know we're, we're going to talk about Knives Out in a second. Um, it was something that got me so hyped for Knives Out. Oh, it's so good. Which leads me to the next movie, <laughs> Knives Out. A movie I it's, still need to see. You're gonna love it. Do you like it's... Agatha Christie? Or like, have you read the books or seen any plays? I'm I'm familiar with the it, mysteries. It's so. Lynn, have you ever seen an Agatha Christie? I've read, and then there were none. Familiar with Poirot. Poirot. Um, 
It so, is. Well, I've seen, I've, I've read, and then there were none, and then I watched the murder on the Orient Express, and I'm going to see the next Poirot movie because it's going to have Army Hammer and Gal Gadot in it. Does this not feel like an Agatha Christie mystery? It feels like a modern American Agatha Christie novel. Oh down, my gosh! Down to the just over the top detective. I suspect. Foul play. I should say foul play. <laughs> Daniel Craig needs to do. I was very disappointed that in the trailer he did not speak with that accent because Daniel Craig has this like Creole Louisiana accent. Well, he he's it's Kentucky. Kentucky, excuse yeah. me. It sounded amazing, and I loved it. I loved him. I loved every single character in this movie my workplace actually got name dropped it did in the movie i was gonna text you hamilton (laughs) i saw it at the public (laughs) like i've seen the movie with a friend and i like jumped out of my seat and threw my hands in the air and almost was like i work there (laughs) everyone is in this movie Everyone that you that you would want to see in this movie is in this movie. And I I cannot think of a weak link. No. Like there is nobody who does not get their moment to shine. It's such a and, strong cast. And especially for like the main girl for Marta. Like, I love that she did not get lost in the shuffle. Anna de and Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. She Wait, does not get look lost at, in that She's going to be in No Time to Die. Is she? Yeah. Look at her. Killing it. She's just going to be in all the Daniel Craig movies. And I'm okay because they had really nice chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was... Uh, and I love that this was a mystery where it was... You you think it's, you think it's going to go somewhere and then it completely goes... Takes a 180... And then you're like, oh, okay, so this is going to be the movie. And then it flips on its head mm-hmm, again. It's mm-hmm. so good to the point where it really makes you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's not just a mystery. There's like, there is an underlying, there, there's a bit of a political message in here. Mm-hmm. But it's, a bit, it's a, just a bit. A bit. But it also, <laughs> you can enjoy the movie as it is without overthinking like if you don't want to have if you don't want to think about it you don't have to it doesn't ruin the movie but when you see it you're like oh okay that's that's deep that last image Uh, mm -hmm. that last image was so beautiful because i always say like a play is only as good as that last moment Mm -hmm. and and a movie and i and i put movies up to that same same level and i when 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 you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. sitting there like, that is, that's brilliant. It, I could have, like, I would have clapped. The first shot is also in the last shot. Oof. I, I would not, I would not hate for this movie to be a play. It felt Ooh. like it. It felt like a play. A little bit, yeah. It had like, you know, it felt like a play that, you know, if you, if you re-envisioned some of those scenes, all of that could have taken place in like one night. But then it just made me be like, man, I really want to do another Agatha Christie. 
Because <laughs> there's so there's so much fun to do. Um, and this just, I mean, even down to like the eclectic detective. Uh, it's so good. I I loved it. Every 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 single person in here, like that's there, and they're wonderful. Ah, oh. and yeah, it does. It really does keep you guessing till till the end. And I and it, and I hate that. Like you know, I've looked at reviews who say like, well, you know, it's not like an overly clever movie, and I'm like, it doesn't have to be. That I'll tell you, saying that. Though those are the people who hate it just because it's directed by Ryan Johnson, because they feel like his Star Wars movie ruined their Spoiler lives. Spoiler alert: or something. This movie has nothing to do with Star Wars. Get over it, Nick Beards. Well, I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. I think it was just that they, you know, when you look at a mystery, I feel like you know there's some like people, people who can't sit back and enjoy it, are like, oh, I could figure it out in like two seconds. Yeah. Could you? Could you have though? Because if you really enjoy, I could. And I then just also, didn't if want you're like, to. if you really just enjoy the movie, I mean, like Agatha Christie's plays and books, you could probably figure out the end before you get there. But guess what? If you just relax and enjoy the ride, guess what? You can have so much more fun. And I left that movie just being like, man, I have got to see this again. And I was and I was going to this morning. My friend was like, she was like, "Do you want to go?" And I said, "What time are you going?" And and she ended up not she ended up not going. But I was like, "Oh, I really wanted to go to Knives Out again. I wanted an excuse." Hmm. But maybe I'll just have to go see Frozen Two instead. Unless I mean, unless you guys tell I me it wasn't as would, good as Frozen I don't One. Think you- I kind of liked it a little better. I've heard mixed things. I've heard I've heard people who have seen the first one. A mm-hmm. lot of my students like the first one. Okay. Some of them some of them like some of them like yeah, the same. second one more, but not that they hated the second one, but they were like eh, the first one was so much stronger. And then I have one friend who's like she can't stop singing the songs. Oh, I've been listening to the soundtrack all week. I and know you have, I dear. Will, I will preface this by saying, you know, I was in that camp of, like, I got so sick of Frozen because Frozen was everywhere. But I did go back and I, like, I and I'm also in the camp that, you know, the, the Tangled versus Frozen, I like Tangled a little bit more. But I went back and watched the first movie before I went to go see Frozen 2. And it does hold up. It is still a very good movie. This movie is a pure continuation on the first. It's not something that I think holds up on its own, but from taking what was done in the first movie, I think they learned their lessons from the first movie and it a lot of things were improved. I think that and it comes from a narrative storytelling aspect and especially with the music too. One of my uh, biggest problems with Frozen One was that the the music was it, the music is nice, but after the first three songs, the tone of all the songs shift and then they just stop. This I feel was much. It flowed better musically throughout the entire film. 
And I believe the structure in the story was stronger. Frozen 1 is very pinpoint Disney formula. This movie really... I love the growth of the characters. I think that's what the movie really does well. You think you have this idea of the characters in mind, but you really see both Anna and Elsa develop and become... They they grow. They grow up. Especially Anna, which I really appreciate because I do love Anna as a character. She's she's quirky, you know, she's she's the fun character, but you see her really take charge and become an adult through some really sad circumstances. But you feel like each character is stronger because of it. And I think that it, they do it well. They really do well at developing the characters. I said a lot. I'm so sorry. I just, I have a lot of feelings about Frozen 2. A lot of good feelings about Frozen 2. No, no, no. Yeah, me too. Um, see, my I feel like I, it's hard to talk about Frozen 1 without talking about Fro or Frozen 2 without talking about Frozen They're 1 connected. a little bit. Um, I was cut when they are. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, light, uh, frozen one was just such a lightning Mm -hmm. in a bottle moment that, you know, you were never going to recapture that. And I think it was wise that they didn't really try to do that. Instead, they let the characters kind of evolve, like you said. And, uh, I think that's what really helped Mm -hmm. set it apart. Um, for me, when I saw the first Frozen, I was kind of in the camp of like, okay, what are the trailers? They were just showing like Olaf and Sven mm-hmm. doing stupid things. And I was like, okay, this looks like a dumb kids movie. But then my wife was like, hey, I really want to go see this because she had heard some good things. So, I'm, you know, I'm doing my husbandly duties. Like, okay, we'll go see it. And I was taken aback because it was a story about siblings. And it's like... The trailers lied. <laughs> they lied to me. <laughs> and it's still, it's still and, a story um, about siblings. To a point. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's what I really appreciate about it. Like, uh, just that, you know, be, okay, just a, a little bit about me. You know, pretty much most of my childhood was being the older sibling and having to take care of my younger siblings in some way, shape, or form. And... Uh, I felt like the film really, really got that right, uh, that sort of connection, um, given their circumstances. And then to see this film not try to top that necessarily, but instead kind of continue to develop those themes and ideas, I thought was very good. Um, and uh, I, I feel like a lot of people who, who kind of go into this one uh, and come out hating it. I almost feel like they were expecting another lightning in a bottle moment. They're expecting another frozen and one. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't get that. That 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 ship yeah. has sailed. Um, I I think my, my only... My, my biggest criticism of the movie is that I also call this not Frozen 2, but Foreshadowing 2. Because there's a lot of moments at the beginning of the movie that it's just Olaf or someone else being like, this might be a theme of the movie. You never know. It could, 
a, yeah, a message true, about, yeah. you know, <laughs> taking different paths or, you know, discovering oneself, you might want to remember that. Hint, hint, wink, wink. That got a little annoying. But then Samantha happened and I forgave Olaf for everything. <laughs> I don't even know a Samantha. <laughs> if you need uh, Marcus, you need to see Frozen Two for two reasons: for Samantha and Lost in the Woods, because that's one of the greatest things ever animated. I, I, I will respectfully decline. <laughs> It was yeah. like it was like spending five years at Anderson and being told, "Hey, Marcus, you should be a Clemson fan." Hey, I resisted that too. Mm-hmm. There were people in my church that were just like, "You're gonna go up there to Anderson and you're gonna get yourself a Clemson bully and you're gonna love Clemson." I'd be like, "No, because I have standards." <laughs> <laughs> And we just lost our Clemson audience. Speaking of which, I wonder how many of our fans are Clemson I stand fans. by what I said. No offense, uh, Davo Sweeney. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. overall, Frozen 2, it, it is a very good movie. And what I appreciate, like we said, it's not Frozen 1. It is a continuation. They are very, you the know two movies are very much connected, but they're different enough to where, uh, I don't know, it's just this second movie, there's such a different tone. It's much darker than Frozen 1. You think, you know, someone it, almost it is freezing more to death and getting, and... you know, stabbed or, you know, getting betrayed by a guy who you think is the good guy is dark. This movie takes a, it, it deals with loss in a way that really affected me. After, after this year, the messages in this movie about loss and taking different paths in your life. Yeah, I cried during Frozen 2. Yep. <laughs> um, but they do. I still They do it Frozen very one. well. Uh, again, this is not spoiling anything, but it does deal with loss, but not in a way that Disney usually does it with. Oh, boohoo! Um, um, but I gotta, I gotta keep moving on. It does have that message, but it deals with it in a very real light. But I wish that, I understand why they did the things that they did, but I also wish they would have stuck with it almost. If you know, Stephen, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. It's like they could have gone much further, but they still needed to keep yeah. it a kid's movie. Part of me is glad that they they didn't. Part of me wishes they did. Anyway, but it was it's, fake it's things. Really good. I um, I was told by my students. Um, they said that the thing that they noticed was, uh, those who grew up with Frozen, those who watched Frozen as kids, they were like they grew up with it, 
And so this movie was right at the age, like it was targeting the age that it needed to. Because they felt like... Yeah, that's what uh, one of the directors said, was they were developing a story for all the three-year-olds who saw the first one. Well, now they're right. like nine years old. Which I feel so like is... They're making a movie not for three-year-olds, but that's nine a great, year That's a great um, way of looking at it, or that's a great way to, to go about your storytelling, because you look at Toy Story, you look at Harry Potter... Um, you know, these continuations of stories where you really are growing up with the characters um, and you are emotionally ready to handle it. When Andy gives away his toys, um, you, yeah. you as a, you as an adult, you get it. You're like, okay, like I, I understand and it hurts and I feel, yeah. I feel that I know I can relate to you when Harry loses his mentor, you know, and Dumbledore, and he's devastated. Um, or even when Sirius dies, he, you, you are, you kind of have that moment. By that point, you might have met someone who has passed away. You might um, have a family member who's passed away. Um, so you, you, you're in that mindset. You, you can fully comprehend what is going to happen, and. I mean, it seems to me that there's probably going to be a Frozen 3. Um, so I would be interested to see how so. does Frozen 3 grow. I don't think there's going to be a Frozen 3. Never say never with Disney. Well, Josh I Gad. there could be. Josh Gad on his Instagram. And to be honest, this isn't spoiling anything because, you know, things happen, but then things don't happen. Hold on, I'm trying to find the post that he made. Um, Josh Gad wrote, Woke up this morning and had a realization. I may have played Olaf for the last time. Who knows what the future holds, but should that be the case, thank you for embracing this little uh, bundle of optimism, naivete, and now existentialism. I hope he has brought you as much joy as he has me. That makes me think that this is The Last Frozen, and I would be so okay with that. I think it ended perfectly. But also, it does concern me that when he talks about playing Olaf for the last time, thank you all for embracing, it's the number four, so we might be getting two more Frozen movies. I mean, I mean Toy Story 3 ended perfectly. Yeah, that's true. But see, Toy Story 4 was a good movie. Well, I'm not sure. saying that Frozen 3 can't be a good... I'm sure you guys will enjoy Frozen 3. I'm just saying that... Be, it could be a good movie, but it could also be unnecessary. Like, I feel like that's what Toy Story 4 was. Like, it was a really good movie. But if we didn't have it, that would have been okay, too. Right. This but I'm movie, also... I feel like, was necessary for the character's growth. Right. But, but also, as for a third movie, it's gonna. Mm. But also, we'll, we'll talk. Money. We'll talk spoilers after the because I think you've made it clear, Marcus. You're not going to be seeing Frozen two. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk spoilers after the podcast. Okay, I mean, 
I mean, I, I could just wiki. I could just wiki it. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe I want to talk about it. Maybe I want to discuss it. You don't know. I'm still <laughs> emotional about it. Okay. Show yourself. <laughs> well, audience, I am going to uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this delicious wine that I've got that I've poured myself a glass of. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Well, it's out of a it's a uh, it's a advent calendar wine box. Ooh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I've been having like a glass of wine every day, and some of them, most of them, have been pretty good. I've been pretty pleased with them. So, yes. So I'm going to sit back, <laughs> relax, and I'm going to watch the end of Ant-Man that's playing behind me right now. Hey. Yeah, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, I get it. You're a Hulk fan. I'm Ant-Man. They don't want, they don't want my autograph. <laughs> 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 Look at him. He's, he's, at, he's literally saying no. Um, ah, love it. Guys, I've had a very lovely time talking with you all. Uh, and listening about Frozen Two, I will not. I will not see it. But I feel like I've. Already, I feel like I've seen it through your eyes. I feel like I've seen it, and that sure. and that is half the battle. And if you would like to continue to see the world through our eyes, you can talk to us individually. Uh, Stephen, where can the folks at home reach you and get updates on Mountain of the Gods? Folks at home, you could either uh, follow me on Twitter at Saint Albrey. I'm currently doing a marathon of watching hey. the Marvel movies and giving my final thoughts on those. <laughs> Ten uh, years later, finally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where is the lie? <laughs> Somewhere, Dave. Hey, Dave. Um, somewhere, Dave is like rolling. <laughs> he's like rolling his eyes. I literally can hear the groan from the future. <laughs> Good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, follow me on Twitter. Do it. Do it. Do it. Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can find me many places. You can find me mostly on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's little L-O-T-T-I-E. Post a bunch of cosplay stuff there. You can also now find me on Twitter, Little Lottie, spelled the same way, 91. I am also part of the social media team for Universal Monsters Universe. Stay tuned. We just dropped some exclusive first looks at BBC's uh, upcoming Dracula. Like, that's going to be so exciting, and I'm so excited. We're all excited about it. Uh, you can also find me on Outlander Cast. I write for them. I do a piece called Sassanach Spotlight. If you are a Sassanach like me and Marcus um, are, then, uh, you know, reach out. Love to feature you, and it'll be a great time. Also, before we leave, we need to uh, share with the world, Steven has watched Outlander. At least one episode. And we're so proud of him. And then he said, n- n- no more. He's like, this isn't for me. <laughs> well, see, now you and Dave have something in common. But you tried, and that and that means so much to us, Stephen. 
All right, it's y'all's turn. You got to watch Babette's Feast. Okay, we'll watch Babette's Feast. I didn't agree to anything. So if you want to get in touch with me, (laughs) I didn't. That was. You weasel. You agreed. That was was an agreement between you and Lindley. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm. I will hold up my end of the bargain. There you go. Lindley is a. I I think it's time to go into the audio archives. Go into the audio archives. Go ahead. Because I definitely said Lindley's seen the movie. So, Stephen, you owe Lindley. I was very explicit about my my wording. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Stay in your lane, Stephen. You're drifting. Turn that lane mitigation. Turn that, turn that lane mitigation back on. Sorry, I have a Honda Civic. It's beautiful. Her name is Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> She's wonderful. She's a she's a great car. Anyways, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me on uh, our Facebook page. Um, it's been a little quiet because of the holidays, but we are still posting things. Um, excuse me, on our Facebook group page. Uh, we are also on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and if you would like to, uh, to hear from me personally, um, I also own a Twitter and an Instagram um, I'm, I'm yeah, off and on, on, on both of those, uh, because I'm too busy doing some voice acting business. Uh, you can hear me on Continuum Force, a sci-fi podcast. Uh, you can also hear me, uh, on, I was actually just finished recording lines for a new, uh, audio drama called The Patron, Patron Saint of Suicides. Um, I got to be, I got to be in my first like hardcore drama that was actually Ooh. really yeah it was a, it was a lot of fun uh so i can't wait for that to to drop and and give you guys the link for it uh and in a couple of months i would say uh going to have my first video game jaws of extinction which Ooh. now that i have my new gaming pc i uh i might play it i might play as me Ooh. I might live stream it. That'll be very meta. <laughs> <laughs> I am Marcus and I'm playing as myself. <laughs> uh, we're laughing. We're having a good time. Audience, if you are having a good time, don't forget, please make sure that you like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know what we can improve on. Or if we just did a fantastic job tell everyone what you liked about the show because hey guess what maybe they like it too validate us validate us please validate us um oh my gosh i was gonna make a bad i was gonna make a bad anderson university joke but some of our friends might listen to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) validate me anyways (laughs) he gets it um audience we've had it I'll make that joke. I I, I know you. You got no problem burning a few bridges. <laughs> hey hey! I wrote a whole short play that was performed live, making fun of those people. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say I'm good at doing that. Audience, we've had a lovely time, but before we leave, I leave you with this: from all of us to all of you, we wish you peace. Love and tranquility. You all take care now. Make your choices.
like you're about to rip your pants up. Tell the DJ, turn the beat up. 